Welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. In today's episode, I am going to give you a peek behind the curtain into the decision-making process behind retiring my signature group coaching program, Beauty Biz Brand Academy. And this is actually a conversation I have with my friend Misty Jane on her podcast, The Cash Confidence Stylist. And so you're going to hear me almost get interviewed and have a conversation about the direction that I'll be taking in our industry. And don't worry, this podcast is going to remain the valuable resource that it is because it is so important to me to be supporting our industry, which you'll hear a lot about today. But that's going to look a little bit different for me moving forward. And as you'll hear in today's episode, I think it's so important to create space and just honor your capacity. And one of my favorite moments is when we talk about the fact that you can do all the things, but you just can't do all the things at once. The way that I want to show up as an educator and the kind of education and experiences that I want to bring to our industry have evolved. And so what you're seeing now is me modeling that belief. And the reason that I really wanted to share this conversation is because it echoed a conversation that I had a few years ago with one of my one-to-one coaching clients who was a hairstylist who was really burnt out and who wanted to shift into becoming more niche into the curl realm. And so she, in the past couple of years, I've watched her grow and evolve and build. And she has gone from burnt out, overworked hairstylist to owner of this incredibly successful salon and beacon in her community. And she has been able to pivot fully into working with natural curl and empowering other humans to just feel really great about their curl. But at the time that we were working through this, there was so much fear and almost grief in a way because it meant letting go of some of her clients that she loved. It meant letting go of some of the things that she was really good at because it didn't fit the version of what she wanted to bring into the future. And so There are so many parallels that you can take. Obviously, this conversation is about my journey and what you can expect from me moving forward, but I think it's a very important conversation because this is going to echo anyone who is feeling a pull to move in a slightly different direction or who is even maybe unconsciously evolving into their next step, whether that is behind the chair or beyond the chair. So if you are someone who is a visionary in our industry, which you likely are as you're listening to this podcast, I think this episode is going to resonate on a lot of levels. And I also, you know, need to walk my talk when it comes to showing up and giving you behind the scenes of what's really going on and why I make some of the decisions that I make. I think it's important to share transparency around this topic. And before we get into the rest of the episode, before we get into this incredible conversation, I do just want to share that the last chance to get into Beauty Biz Brand Academy is going to be October 9th is our first call. So we will be closing the doors the day before that in order to just, you know, really allow me to pour into this last round 
we are going out with a bang and I have some really exciting things up my sleeve for this last cohort. We are going to really work through the material so that if you are someone who is being called to get really serious finally about creating a brand and a marketing strategy that allows you to go in whatever direction you please in the future that really supports your business and builds a strong foundation, then I would love to see you inside of Beauty Biz Brand Academy. This last round. So you can just send me a DM over on Instagram at it's Jody Brown, or you can head to www.jodybrown.ca slash BBBA for more info. Without further ado, my friend, let's get into today's episode. I'm so excited to pull back this curtain and share what's going through my mind and what I've been thinking and, and doing recently. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Mrs. Jody Brown, how are you today? I am so good. I'm so excited to be here. I always love talking to you and recording, and I can't wait for this conversation. I'm excited to have this conversation because it's one that I have been thinking about for a couple of years, actually, where I think that there is this misconception that when you make a decision, whether it's in your business, let's just say in your business, your life too, but that you have to stick with that decision for the rest of your life. <laughs> yes. So I am let's so guilty about this. of this. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about this a little bit. Um, tell me your experience with this, how this kind of translates for you. So I think for me, I've been really marinating the, on this topic a lot recently because there have been so many changes in focus and for me personally. So that has looked like things like changing the focus in my business. And I did a really hard pivot, which in a couple ways, was actually a little bit simpler. So obviously, as a few years ago now, I stepped away from my behind-the-chair business completely, and I stepped into the business that I now have. So when I first started, and I've really been thinking about this a lot. So when I first started, I was educating on what I knew, which at that time, what I did really well, what I had been very successful in was building a clientele as a hairstylist using Instagram. So when I entered the world of education, it was, I, I think I might've talked about this before, even on this podcast, but I went to a class and I realized that was the first time I realized that not everyone knew what I knew. And that a lot of people, cause I saw all these big educators and I was like, there's already someone teaching Instagram and there's already someone teaching this and going to this class and realizing, okay, not everyone knows how to market themselves. This is still very overwhelming. This is how I can help our industry. So that is what I did when I transitioned out. I also was working, doing some social media management 
for brands and for other educators, for actually a salon owner as well. So that was really where my transition began. And that to me was something I could understand because it was not an evolution so much as like a hard change. Mm. I'm someone who thrives on change, believe it or not. So this is something I actually really enjoy. What I later realized that I struggled with was allowing myself to evolve beyond that first thing. And so it was, and it's funny actually, because my um, virtual assistant who's been with me from day one is one of the people who, you know, as I was going through this, this evolution, because now I'm not a social media manager anymore. I have a team. So I've built a full content marketing agency. And so now I act as like the creative director. I'm the strategist behind that. And slowly over time, every piece I've let go of doing myself to allow myself to really pour in has been tough. So when I look back at it, the decision to actually bring on a team member in the first place was very difficult. It was almost like required a little bit of an ego death on my part because I know that we've all been here as hairstylists. Like when someone says, oh, you're the only person that can do my hair, it is such an ego boost, right? And even you, like we have worked together since then, since I was a solo, solo entrepreneur in that side of my business. And I remember talking to my clients. I think we even had this conversation being like, would it be okay if someone else was doing this? I was very insecure. Mm-hmm. And the common consensus was like, no, if as like you being able to do what you're good at is going to make that service better. So that's the first realization, right? And as I'm looking back now, I see that I have evolved out of necessity because I'm only one person. Where I get, where I trip up and where I think this is why I was excited to have this conversation is the next evolution is conscious. (laughs) And that next conscious evolution, for whatever reason, feels so much more challenging. So what I'm hearing you say is that sometimes we evolve naturally, like we don't necessarily do it on purpose. It just flows that way because we're growing, because we're needing different things within our business or within our life. But sometimes there is a moment when you have to go, something has to change. And then that is where the consciousness comes in. And you're like, now I have to make a choice. It's not like a natural progression of change. I remember, I remember this happening to me. So when I started getting into education, I had my own suite and it was just me in the suite. I had to stock all the things, do all the things. And I realized that going into education, I was going to need a little bit more time. So I chose to go to booth rental. So I didn't have to stock all the things. I could literally stock my color. That's not hard. But I literally could just walk in, don't have to worry about cleaning the place on Friday night, didn't have to worry, didn't have to worry about all kinds of things. I could just walk in, do the hair and walk and go home. And I remember feeling like everyone was going to think I failed at my suite. And I remember feeling like that making this change of what other people are going to say. I shouldn't be in my mind. I was backtracking, quote unquote, in that moment. The thing is, nobody said that to me. Not a single person. Nobody was like, Missy, you're backtracking. Missy, your salon suite failed. Missy, nobody said that. 
Who right. said that? The tiny little voice in my head. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens when we do decide we want to pivot because we want to open up more time or we what we used to do doesn't light us up anymore. Like yeah. we just want to live in a place that lights us up and we have more flow and we get in our own way. Do you agree with this? Oh, 100%. And I think the same goes for any, because I think when you make a pivot or when you make a decision, it's to open up another resource, right? Because the resources we have are our time, our money. And so when we do make a pivot to give us give us more of either of those resources so that we can chase those things that we want and so that we can attract those things that we want, I think that there is always that little voice in your head and every single major decision and every whether really exciting, really scary, no matter what it looked like, even sometimes afterwards, that tends to be what triggers this voice, right? This imposter syndrome voice, this self-doubt and this comparison. And I think that's exactly what it comes from. And so I completely agree. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because we look at other people. I look at people in the industry, especially educators and stuff, and I watch them evolve, right? We watch them through the screen evolve into a stylist and then a salon owner and then maybe an educator and then maybe they sell their salon because they decide that's not for them anymore. And I don't look at them and go, they failed. No, I never do. So why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah, it's so true. And it's interesting. It's I think sometimes when we create something, we're so attached to it, no matter what that is. I think that goes for business. And so the idea, but yet we can do all the things, but we can't do all the things at once. And you do have to be conscious of what gives you energy and what drains energy and what gives you time and what's taking away your time and all of these different things. There's so many factors. And I know for me, one of the things that has come up a lot recently, because I have been feeling this change, this pivot, my agency has grown exponentially, which has been so beautiful, so rewarding, so much fun, and just so gratifying. But at the same time, that of course requires more of me. And so just the same as what you said about stepping away from your salon suite in order to make time to be an educator, I definitely feel myself pulled in so many different directions at some times, right? And so moving into prioritizing, like what is What's important for me right now? And not even what's important, but like, where do I need to dedicate my time and energy to grow? And so for me, one of my major values has always been like freedom and I love to travel and all of the things. I've had this really amazing experience of starting to host retreats and starting to create intentional spaces for other educators and all of these things. That has come at the cost, though, of me needing to like really sit down and look at where that time is going to come from and where that energy is going to come from, right? And so despite loving it, so I think this is the other thing, right, is we always think that in order to let go of something, we have to be like over it and not into it anymore What's been really tricky for me is like having multiple things that I do love, right? Multiple things that have been really impactful, multiple things that have helped people. 
And so one of the things that I have decided to, and it's like a little bit of uh, behind the scenes here, but I have decided to retire my first group coaching program in 2024. And the reason for that isn't because I don't love it. I have had the most amazing time with the stylists I've worked with. It has been so impactful. It's been successful, like all of the things, right? So that I think is what makes it so much harder to let go of these things. But at the end of the day, where's the time for these new things coming from? And like, where do I really want to lean into right now? And for me, the answer to that is supporting that community of people who are impacting our industry at large. So I think that's the difficult part when it comes to evolution. Sometimes you're not making decisions from things that feel bad and feel good. Sometimes it's like, both of these things feel good, but what do I want to pursue? And at some, at the end of the day, like you have to make a decision at some point. It's not always easy. No, it's definitely not. And as you were talking, I was thinking about almost like making a list, right? Of like all of the things you do in your life, almost from what you love the most to what you like the least. That doesn't mean you don't like it. It just means it doesn't light you up as much as the thing at the top, right? And then sometimes reassessing of, do I still need this thing? Like even in the the hair business, right? Like men's cuts never lit me up, never. They never did, not from the beginning of my career and on. And granted, they were a large portion of my business for a long time. Right. Once I went out on my own, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I stopped. I just did not enjoy the service. And it opened up those lived in colors, those seamless blends that I like. So It's the same thing as you only get so much time. Like you said, there's only so much time in the day. You can't create, you can create time to a certain extent, but you can't like add to the 24 hours. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's, and it's not only time, it's also your energy, right? And we're all in very creative industries. And so I think that like creativity is, I don't think there's like an expiry of how much creativity you have or anything like that. But I do think that even the concepts of like decision fatigue, and there's only so many choices that you can make. There's only so much you can be. And I firmly will always say you can't be an expert in everything. You just can't. And I think that's why for me, what feels an integrity and what feels good is to go deep and all in on certain things. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I literally keep this book for, you can't see this right now if you're listening, but there's a book called The Big Leap and it is by Gay Hendricks. And two immensely important topics are in this book. One of them is upper limiting yourself, which is so huge. And I think every single human being should read this book. The second concept, which is very important as well, is the concept of those zones of, we've all heard the term zone. The zone of genius. Yes. 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 What I love about this book is that it breaks it down. So basically there's four four zones in this book, right? So the zone of incompetence, which is none of us want to spend time, right? For me, that's things like bookkeeping. Like I have a bookkeeper who is phenomenal because I'm just not good at it. And I know that I'm not good at it. And what takes her an hour probably would take me a month. So that's something where it's, I don't have to be convinced to step outside of my zone of incompetence. Then there's your zone of competence, which is things that you're good at, good enough at, could let go of. And typically a lot of us don't have the hardest time stepping away from that either. However, then we get into our zone of excellence. And in this book, like Gay Hendricks talks about the fact that a lot of people get stuck there, right? Mm -hmm. They get stuck in their zone of excellence because it's good. It's good enough. 
It's they're good at it, but it holds them back from pursuing their zone of excellence or of genius. And so that is where that is like the edge that I think when we are struggling to evolve, sometimes I feel like we're straddling those two zones and it's risky. It's scary to step outside of that. The other funny thing about this book, which I absolutely love, is like when I was reading this, when I got the idea for wanting to do retreats, which is something that I'm just so passionate and excited about, I actually was reading this book in Italy. And so James and Mesa had gone fishing for the day and I was sitting outside and I was like, have my cappuccino. And I was reading this book and I was like thinking about, okay, how can I share this with my community? Like, how can I like really, because I, I just like that feeling of like tangible inspiration where it's not just like a concept, but it's, you feel like just lit up, like in a whole other way. That was what I was feeling when I was reading this book and when I was in this beautiful country. And I was like, this is where this feels like my zone of genius, like bringing people to these beautiful places and like inspiring them and going really deep and working with them in that way. And so it's full circle because I feel like I think we all really should examine, are we in our zone of excellence? Are we in our zone of genius? Particularly if you are in the entrepreneurial space, look at that and see where you can step deeper into your zone of genius. And that can be through outsourcing, that can be through making hard choices. Like it it really depends on your individual circumstance. But then also for me, it, it feels like a sign in some ways that you're going in the right direction. And sometimes that's all you need is like a little, a little sign that you're making the right choice and that can be the best way to bust through the feelings of doubt and imposter syndrome and all of the things. Mm, permission to pivot, right? Permission to pivot, permission to evolve. Yes. You know this, Jody, but the listeners don't know this. I've been working with Jody now for, gosh, has it been two years? It feels like two years. I don't Yeah. But um, and recently I hired her to do more things. I very much enjoy this right here talking on the podcast, talking with people. I very much enjoy coaching. I very much enjoy like face-to-face with somebody else. I do not like the back end. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I don't like Canva. I will have a to-do list that I will look at and I am like, if it's all computer work, I will procrastinate it because I hate it. So recently, actually Brett Fellows from Unchained from the Chair sent me a book called Who Not How. And I read the first, the first chapter and I voxer Jody and said, all right, I'm hiring you to do more. And what this has done for me is it has taken some of those things off of my plate. And in the past month, I have had more white space. Is that, in that what you call it? Like white yeah, space? Yeah. I have had more time to be in my creative genius. So like I have had more time. I show up differently in my stories. I show up, I've been recording solo podcasts so much easier. It's like the weirdest thing where I I think a lot of times we get caught up in the, we have to do everything. We have to be busy. The busier that we are, the more successful our business is going to be. This is not true. I am telling you right now, it's not true. I am not good at these things. I would rather give somebody money to be better at these things so that I can open up more time to do more things that I am good at. And that is when the success starts coming in, right? 
So I think that a lot of times, again, we think I need this first, whether it's the time, the money, whatever. But sometimes you don't. Sometimes you need the who first. You need the thing that's going to help you. You need to make the decision that is going to open up the time for you. And that doesn't necessarily have to be to grow your business. Maybe like your idea of success is spending more time with your family. Like maybe you have to let go of something in your business to be able to do that. Like you really have to figure out, first of all, what you want. And then what is no longer serving you? And like you said, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's something you don't enjoy or that's something that you don't love, but sometimes it's yeah. just not serving your future self anymore. Yes. Oh my goodness. Mic drop. I feel like that's so true and that's so good. And it, it is one of those things where I think if we distill it down, the thing that holds so many people back is that needing to feel busy all the time. And even as hairstylists, how many times do we hear brilliant people say, if you're spending all your time working in your business and you're not able to work on your business, then it's going to be a struggle to grow. And I think that's the case. But sometimes we get so caught up in that like day to day. And like you said, sometimes it's things that you're like, I don't hate doing this. I could do this. Like, it's okay. Like, I can do it. And then you're holding yourself back from having the time and the creativity and the mental white space to create and to really do what you're meant to be doing. And do you really want to burn out on shit you don't like? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. I love that line. I I think um, my friend Sarah Marie told me that one and I love it because it's so true. It is true. And the other thing too, that I think it's important to consider is we're having this conversation, something that stuck out at me is like, when we think about time or money, we think we need to like find it. And at the end of the day, you don't find it. It's not going to just, oh, look, here's a ton of time falling into your lap. That happened once in our lifetime. I don't think it's going to happen again. And it's interesting too. So the book, what I loved about the book and what really made me like, so something you want to do something, right? What do you automatically do? You go, how do I do this? How do I get this? How do I make this happen? So you start researching, you start doing things. You have to learn it, right? So it's taking so much time, so much of your time, okay? But what if you start saying, who can help me make this? Who can help me create this? Who can help me? And you're like, oh, shit, Jody knows how to do this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, You can do it in 10 minutes when it's going to take me a week. Yeah, it's the same as, and that's exactly like for me with bookkeeping, that's such a huge thing is that, and even just like little admin tasks and stuff like that, the amount of growth that I've seen both personally and also like within my businesses, when I started letting go of the things that I was competent at and even excellent at and realized that I'm not the only person who can do this. And what's interesting is I actually think that the quality has improved now because I'm able to have the time and the energy and the bandwidth to go deeper on the strategic part and on that because anyone who is in the marketing business or has mar- has to market themselves, which is pretty much all of us at this point, know that it is, it's a full-time job just to keep up with it, just to keep current, just to really make sure you're diving into what's new. And so what I realize is the more that I'm able to spend time in that zone of genius, the more that I'm able to almost zoom out. And I'm, for anyone who's into human design, I'm a projector and I'm very much a projector. 
So like that see overseeing, guiding, like strategizing, all of that, that is where I thrive. And now that I've been able to train my team and rely on them to support me in some of the back end areas, it's had a better result for everyone, all of our clients, me personally, just like everyone. And it was a hard evolution, right? But had I never taken that risk, had I never been like, and another thing too is it took way more time to train than doing it myself initially, right? So it's not that, and I still like to have my hands in things, but what my point is here is that sometimes the beginning of outsourcing, like sometimes it takes a little bit to get to have it feel easier. But what you're doing is you're almost creating time. And it's the same for like systems, all of those things. You are sacrificing time now in order to create more time later, or you're sacrificing money now to create more money later. And that's how I think we need to start thinking about these things as we evolve and as we move into what we want to be doing for your future self, like you said. It's like the opposite of what I say about debt, right? So I always say about debt that you're borrowing from your future self. Yes. And it's the opposite. You're just like yeah. preparing for your future self. You're giving, giving to your, your future self. Yeah, you're giving yourself time back, your yeah. future self time back. I want to switch gears for a second. I want to talk about, so you are retiring beauty brand boot camp. Did I say that correctly? I'm retiring it as a coaching program. So yes. yes, I'm not unsure of what the future looks like for the curriculum, but yes, that is going to be, 2023 is going to be the last year to go through Beauty Biz Brand Academy as a coaching program because I need to, like I said, create that white space for the other things that I'm excited about pursuing in 2024. So let me ask you this. So with the retirement of something that really helped build you, correct? Build yeah. your business, yeah. correct? 100%. Are you giving yourself time to grieve? That is such a good question. And honestly, I do, I have felt that. I have felt that grief. And a lot of it comes in the form of, am I doing the right thing? Is this something that I should even be considering? But so I don't know that I have given myself permission per se, but it is something that I'm thinking about a lot. And I think you're right in terms of it will be something that I grieve because I launched the first iteration of beauty. It was at the time Beauty Brand Bootcamp, but I launched it via Instagram story like three and a bit years ago. And some of, so my first members of this program, one of them has hired the other as her mindset coach. Another has hired one of the other members as her virtual assistant. Awesome. One of them is coming on our Spain retreat next year. And so what's interesting is this gives me group that also gives me another thing because so many of the people in this program that were in the first round, that were in the second round, when I look at a lot of the people who've gone through this, mm -hmm. they've evolved since they took this program. Some of them have become educators. Some of them have stepped into different areas that wa they wanted more freedom. They wanted to be able to, and I think you can achieve like max freedom as a hairstylist. So I'm not saying that's the only way, but like some of them wanted to be able to work from the lake for three months in the summer and do all these things. So it has, it, this has actually happened in the last couple of days, but I've gone through and been like thinking of these like dozens and dozens of stylists who've been through this program. And I'm like, they've evolved too. And so why am I denying myself permission to evolve? And that was a little bit of a wake up call, but I definitely will, I'll take that to heart because I haven't really thought of it that way. 
And it has been my baby for so long, right? So much time, blood, sweat, and tears, love, energy has gone into creating this thing. Not everything is meant to be forever. And I'm really excited about the things that are on the horizon as well. So I do think I need to give myself a minute to to get over that for sure. <laughs> I love that though. I think it's interesting, right? Because we have something that we created. We have something, again, that has helped build a business or build us yeah. as humans. And I talk a lot on the podcast about personal growth, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, everyone knows this. <laughs> and I think that what we need to realize is that our business is going to shift and our business is going to change as we grow as yeah. people. Yes. And that's going to look so different for everybody. And it's going to look different with the market too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's also a big factor. So I cannot think of anyone in any industry that I have not watched evolve in one way or another. It's so true. And like I said, my beautiful assistant, Tia, like she said, like when you started your business, it was because of all these things you'd learned, like building a clientele, building your business behind the chair, all these things. And she's so now, of course, you're trying to help people with what you've learned, building out this coaching program and doing these launches and all of these things, building a podcast with hundreds of thousands of downloads, like all of these amazing things that don't even seem real when I look back at it because it's like, wow, the day, it's like parenting. The days are long, but the years were short. And that's how it feels. So it is the whole, it's just this whole shift. And I'll be honest, it was really like, Miss, I really had a hard time with this decision, but the more that I think about it and the more that that we talk and, and the more people that I talk to, the more it's growth and evolution are natural. And I think the hardest thing is when you see how much something has helped people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why that's for me, that's what's hardest to let go is there. It has helped so many people and people have gotten these amazing results and I've seen them grow and blossom and all these things. But you know what? The next iteration of whatever I do next, which stay tuned because it's going to be pretty, pretty epic. I'm really excited. I think it, it that's what's hard to let go of. And that's what I mean between it's not always a choice between something you hate and something you love. Sometimes it's a choice between two things you love. Yes. Oh, yeah, that is so true. I love the conversation about pivoting because yeah. I just... I'm one that has learned to pivot. I was not this person in the past. I was very comfortable where I was. I right. was scared to do something different. I was scared to let go of things. I was scared of all the things, right? But what I've learned is the more that you pivot, the more you get comfortable pivoting, one. Yeah. Two, people don't pay as close attention to you as you think that they do. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> I'll talk about my pivots and people will be like, oh, you did that? And I'm like, wait, you didn't know that? I thought that's what the world was talking about because it's all about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And three, we don't realize how sometimes letting go of something can open up something else. And I think that's really what we're talking about here is figuring out whatever it is that is on your mind, this passion, whatever it is that you want to go all in on or you want more of in your life, you're probably going to have to let something go to get it. And that's okay. And it, and it's okay if it's something that you like, but not as much, or it, yeah. it's okay if your feelings for it change. And it's okay. This is literally Missy and Jody telling you that it's okay to pivot. This is your permission slip. It Yeah, exactly. And I don't remember who said this, but it was, in, it's something I read or something someone said, but basically we ask for these like, things and we we want to, we, we make these like 
wishes and we work so hard for these things and we ask the universe for help, but then we don't create space Mm -hmm. to welcome in whatever that next thing is. And I think that's a big part of it too, right? Mm -hmm. And there's that quote that's like, one cannot reach new lands without consenting to lose sight of the shore. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. Like it's, I think that's that release part of it, that letting go, it's not easy, (laughs) but you got to get comfortable sometimes with things that aren't easy if you want to grow. Yes. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? And really grow. And again, I want to reiterate that the idea of the growth can also be opening up space for more family time or more downtime or more rest. Because I think sometimes people hear conversations like this and they think, oh my God, I have to do more. I have to expand. I have to. And don't get me wrong. I think I'm very big on people into becoming their highest potential for sure. That's the journey I'm on is like, I want to become the best version of myself, but that involves downtime with my family. That involves not feeling guilty on vacation. That involves, so I don't want anyone listening to this to think I got to let go of something so I can add something else that's going to be like work or like also be taking something away that opens up for the life that you want to live, like your your dream future self, like we said before. It's so true. And I think, again, like that, that ties back into the two resources that you have. And I actually think like fulfillment's like a major resource too. I know it's not technically a resource, but that's something when I think about like time and money, I always think about like satisfaction and fulfillment and purpose. That's, it's almost like a three tier thing for me. And so whatever's going to move you towards one of those things, I think it's growth, right? More time with your family is growth. Like any of those things, it's just like whatever is your journey, whatever it is that you value and that you are looking to have more of in this season because that could change as well. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And and I hope it changes. Yeah, absolutely. I hope it changes. (laughs) I actually saw there's these two salon owners, educators that made this announcement that they were actually stepping away from their education business to spend more time on their salon to spend more time with their families. And I love that our mutual friend like stepped away from her salon, closed down her salon so that she was able to pour more time into these things. So there's no one linear path. Like even if you look at one person's journey, there's more than one angle, even in one person's story. So let's allow there to be multiple iterations of what we value, multiple iterations of of our direction and purpose in our lifetimes. Like this is something I had to really, I'm teaching myself here. I'm preaching to myself. Like you have to allow yourself to change and grow because that's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And get the idea of other people, like the shoulds out of your Mm, head. What is your journey and make it your journey and no one else's. No one else's. And the success path does not have to be linear. And sometimes like, sometimes it is about doing things because you want to. Like starting, like partnering with one of my close friends to start a retreat company, like that was a desire-based decision. That was like, I want to make this happen. How can we make this happen? I've been saying since I was 18 years old that I wanted to make travel a part of my career. And I really put, I think another thing to consider is like tenacity, right? When it comes, whenever you're having that conversation, I've said this my whole life. And just recently in the past, I did a brief stint as a rep. So that was a little bit of travel. But in the past, like two years, I have traveled across North America to speak at events. We're now traveling to Europe to host retreats. Like 
if you have a vision for something and you're prepared to just do what it takes and pivot and switch and just put your all into it, I just believe that people are capable of so much more than they think that they are, no matter what that goal is, no matter what that looks like for you. I could not agree more. I love this conversation so much. Is there anything that you would like to end this with? Just where you are with your business, what we talked about, or just a message that you would like to leave with the listeners? I felt like we've left quite a few, but anything you want to drive home at the end of this conversation? Yeah, I think when it comes to one thing I want to just touch on is that sometimes the decision to pivot particularly, and this is... I'll be honest, like it's been an internal battle because like I said, it's not choosing between something I don't want to do anymore that I just don't like or whatever. It's choosing between something, particularly when you start going down memory lane. And even though that decision was really hard, once I made it, there was a light and it definitely gave me, even though nothing changed in the day-to-day, it gave me the permission to start dreaming again and to start thinking about these other things. And so I think for us as creatives, having permission to dream and have vision and all of those things is as important as the air we breathe. It really is. And so I think that's the one thing I would say is just because a decision is difficult, it's important to like really connect with your gut and figure out like, is this just like a voice that's keeping me stuck that is the scared voice Or do I really not want to make this decision? And just that internal knowing and really connecting with yourself and your own intuition is super crucial. And yeah, that's what I would say. That's what I want to leave you with. I love it. I love it. Jody. thank you so much. I'm excited for your next chapter. I'll be along for the ride. And just thank you for coming on here and having another honest conversation about life and business with me. (laughs) Thank you for having me. These are always my favorite talks and I just adore you. I just think you're, you're one of my favorite people. You know this and I appreciate you having this conversation and having me on your platform. So thank you, Misty. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.